Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a great show for you guys today, and we have a special guest host with us in the studio, sitting here with us right now. She looks fabulous, Miss Eileen Shapiro, but we're going to introduce everybody, but we have to start out with the main man, our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, Ron. Hi, Eileen. How are you? It's so nice to see them again. Oh, my God. I'm sitting next to Bosoms for Days. You know what happened this morning? I swear to God, I gave breakfast on the counter in the kitchen. I set up the coffee. I set up the cream cheese. She came in. She didn't realize that she spun around. The coffee fell into the cream cheese. The cream cheese went all over the place. And then she rests her bosoms on top of the counter. And the coffee was seeping all around her, her little see-through, by the way, baby doll top. <laughs> Now, for you straight guys out there, you have missed probably the hottest scene in the world is to see a beautiful girl like Eileen Shapiro with her nipples with whipped cre- with cream cheese on them. <clears throat> so if you like cream cheese nipples, I should have photographed it. But anyway, yes, welcome, Eileenie Pooh. We love her. She's my, not only my bestest, dearest friend, but she's also a wonderful journalist who writes about people. Hi, everyone. Yay! And look at Eileen, how fabulous she looks, you guys. Yeah, look how fabulous she looks, you guys. Look <laughs> my hair. My hair is a Ron original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called I Just Got Laid by 20 Guys. 
you gotta like love it. So uh, we also want to say hi to the rest of our team. We've got Danielle at the W4CY yay, Studios. Yay, hey, Danielle. Yay, hello, hello, hello. Oh, that sexy voice! I get so erect when I hear it. <laughs> Thank yay! You. And then we and we've got and then we've got <laughs> Scotty J in Philadelphia. What's up, Scotty J? What's going on? Yay! So we got a great show for you guys today. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Eileen's been visiting since Saturday, and she's here for another couple of days. And um, we have a fabulous show with Michael Hansen, the original drummer and founding member of Glass Tiger, coming on. And then we have uh, Gabrielle Stone coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And now Ron's going to give you some kind of a recap. I don't know what. Oh, wait. We want to say hi to the chat room. What's up? Teresa Sabin, Backpack John, Twism White Piece. Twism. You know what? what? Listen, listen. You're from Long Island, so you're going to know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Do you remember when they used to call a girl snatched a Twazil? Or Twizzy, no. uh, your Twiz. They, uh, that's what it was. It was called Twiz. So he named himself. He says he loves the shirt, he, Ron. He, he he named himself Twiz White Bitch. Is no White a, Piece. Oh, Twiz White Piece. He a he? He's a he. <laughs> he's a hip hop artist. Yeah. He's very cool and 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 he's a hip hop artist in a in a black man's world. So he calls himself Twiz and White Piece because he's got a big piece of meat and he can compete. Oh, <laughs> and, 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 and he's like, is he what? from New York? I don't know where he's from. He's one no. of my special oh, people. Oh, man. Actually, Twism, where are you from? I think he's from Texas, maybe. I love you, Twism. You know that. I think I like you for coming on my page and supporting what I, I write. I love him. I love Twizzy. Twizzle, baby. Twizzy, I love it. Did you? We have the chat room back. Did you know how to get to it? Oh, I didn't know we had the chat room back, yes. everybody. Uh, I'm not in the chat room at the moment, you guys, because I'm on the actual W4CY uh, Talk 4 TV page. So if you want to join us, get into the Talk 4 TV page by hitting Talk 4 TV at the top of the W4CY uh, thing. And it'll take you to the live video where everybody can watch the live video. And then that's the chat room that I'm in at the moment. We don't have enough room with Eileen here to, for me to have a bunch of computers did, open. Did, did, you ever, did, did you put on my Facebook the fact that Eileen was coming on our show? No, Eileen did. I, I did. No, the picture, the, the, the logo, our logo with the star. Not with Eileen on it. Why not? Because she's the guest host. She's not the guest. Oh, so you mean I, I, I had sex with her for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, there was plenty of reason. <laughs> oh, B, B, Claudia just joined us hey, in the chat B. room. What's up, B? Take a look. Eileen's with us. Hey, B. How are you? We love you, B. We love you, B. <laughs> <laughs> be mine, B. <laughs> You got to like, love it, everybody. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We've been having a lot of fun this whole week. Uh, we're going to see Scott Page on um, – well, Eileen's going Friday and Saturday night. He, he's going to be at the Wisdom doing the Think Experience Pink Floyd uh, show with the guy uh, Stephen Perkins, Norwood Fisher, and Kenny Olsen. Yay. And we're going to go on Saturday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. And uh, – what have we done since you've been here? We didn't do that much. You we didn't a... do anything. It's me and Ron. Who yes. Had the we partied. We went up to Idlewild, which is a 9,000-foot climb by automobile. And I didn't take Jimmy's car. I took my car, which I call Baby. My car is a um, lemon yellow, no, a marigold yellow Audi convertible. <laughs> yes. And it's a, uh, it's a super sport, and it's a quadro, so it does travel. And we were driving up in the mountains, and I was doing, obviously, 75 miles an hour in roads that you should only do 35 or 40. And a cop picked us up. A state trooper. Yeah. A really tall state trooper. And I gave him my information, blah, blah, blah. 
And he said, you were doing better than 75. I said, I was? <laughs> he acted so surprised. Oh, my God. I said, are you for real? Are you kidding me? I was really doing more than 75? He said, yes, you were. I said, you know, this is not my car. <laughs> I said, and I've never driven it before. And it really travels very quickly. I had no idea. So I was being nice. Anyway, he gave me a ticket not at 75. He gave me a ticket at 65. It's still going to be a couple hundred bucks. That I don't have. So I'll probably be in jail soon. Well, lucky we weren't arrested. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twism. Everybody loves Ron's shirt, and, and Twism wait, says his shirt, wife loves your hair. Wait, my shirt. Jimmy Starr knew that I loved Howdy Doody more than life. So Jimmy's company ma manufactured this shirt especially for me. And it's a logo thing, and it's all hand-stitched around here in beautiful red thread on a very good uh, T-shirt. And how much was it? 180 bucks. 180 bucks he would have sold it for. So I had to get, you know, I had to do something for him for 180 bucks. So I, I danced in very brief uh, jockey shorts. <laughs> like a pole dancer. Like a pole dance. I did a little dance for him and that, you know, he gave me the shirt. No, Jimmy used to be a designer and still is kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. And made the best clothes, the funkiest, most outrageous clothes on the on the whole entire planet and he let me go through them and, and i'm bringing a bunch back to new york and everyone's gonna flip out over them i have a jimmy star bracelet see and yeah, jimmy star is the shit I jimmy hate, star I is the shit I, I love hate, it i hate it oh my god if he, anybody ever said i was a piece of shit i'd knock their teeth in. but that's that's a say piece of shit he said he is the shit yeah, is that's the even shit. worse you are a shit no not <laughs> the, i mean come on. not a shit the shit there's a difference oh, better yet the shit <laughs> yes if anybody ever said ron russell was the shit i'd knock him right on their ass Oh, anyway, Lord. everybody needs to go to YouTube and plug in Jimmy Star is a shit and watch the celebrities wearing Jimmy Star clothes. Oh my God! Uh, actually, like wearing all our stuff, saying that Jimmy Star is the shit. And Eileen is getting lots and lots of uh, compliments for her outfit and for her hair. It's her boobs. <laughs> it's she gotta like love. What'd you say, Danielle? It's the boobs. They're all out. It's the boobs. It's the boobs are all out. That's thanks to Ron. Yeah, Ron likes to have the boobs out. Yeah, I don't have any to put out so I got enough butt to, for the boots. Oh, you know what it is? So many women have water bags in there. Fake ones. Oh, B, I'll get you a Wait, bracelet. B wants it to me starts to ship bracelet. These are real boobs. Her boobs are not fake. And her bra size is like I, I don't know, I'm embarrassed. Ron, Ron made my boobs famous. World famous. It's true. Mm -hmm. But what's your bra size? You're not going to believe me if I tell you. He's just like a 36B or something. Yeah, right, 36B. Not a B, I'm a D. Let's, okay, let's, so 36D. Let's just go there. 36D, not a, not a 50 triple D. You're, like not, you you're a 36D? Yes. That's all? Yeah, because Don't she's tiny, like she's short, so it, everything looks bigger. Like my boobs look big. Like because she's tiny. Exactly. My boobs. Those things are gigantic. You're full of shit. I am not full of shit. No, I'm tiny no, too. No, you're, you're more like a, a, a C. I'm no. 38C. No, I'm a no. 36D. If I give you a D Jimmy Star. Uh, <laughs> no, I just tell her. No, I agree. I'm a 38C. I'm like Eileen. I'm tiny, so my boobs look bigger than what they actually are. It's a mirage. I tell everybody. They're like, there's no way. There's no way you're that tiny. I was like, I am. Because I'm tiny, my boobs look bigger than what they are. So thank you for being tiny. It's a mirage. It's all good. Huh? Well, Jimmy's tall, and his boobs look you know, in proportion to his body. Right. That's when horrible. When Jimmy, Jimmy leans forward, he's about a 42D. That's horrible. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I love no. you guys. 
Ron's talking about his own penis size. No, Trust me. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We're a disgusting lot. You know, if that pervert out there, Billy Hess, is out there, you ever call my fucking dog a rat again, I'm going to wrap you right through a wall. Uh, Billy Hess, you better apologize to me when you see you call my little beautiful boy, my five pound delight, a rat. That's look like a rat. Anyway, Billy Hess is a pervert, and so is his lover Mark, and so is the whole crowd that we are. We have dirty <laughs> mouths, and we're crazy, and we're fun, but we're the nicest people, and we don't harm anybody, but we're crazy. And we have a lot of fun with our mouths when yes. it comes down to anything with chickens. We don't, we don't touch each other or, or do anything like that. Well, you, that's touch her, you, touched, you touched her thing, her, her, her like top yeah. thing, and you've been like playing, and he's been look, playing with her hair for days. Look, I, I touch her knuckle; it's the same thing. If I touch her knuckle or I touch her boobs, it's the same thing. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm he's not, been doing her hair. He did her hair. We had a dinner I'm party not last Scott. night. And I'm he, not Scott. He did it. Oh, he did a dinner party last night, and he did her hair for that, and then he did her hair today. He's she's she's like channeling that the girl who sings that song. Oh, Nikki, you're so fine. You're so fine. You. Blow my mind. Hey, Nikki. I forgot Nikki, who you know, Mickey, 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 Mickey. Hey, what Mickey. it is, is what inspired me to do this insane look is the fact that we didn't have bobby pins. <laughs> so everything here is done with rubber bands. Yes. And I, million, and I love the look because. I have a million rubber bands. I mean, right now, now you could see her color, her green, her pink, her blue, her whatever other color, powder blue. So now it looks, you could see it better. And the color was done. Can I, can I say that? Yeah. The color was done. In Mark Absolutely. the Elwood Salon, but I needed a little touch-up the other night, okay? So I got some pink, and I made Ron, who's a magnificent hairdresser. You would, I would never know this, but he is fabulous. So I made him touch up my roots, and I got Jimmy some pink, and Ron won't let him wear it. Aww. And his hair. I mean, come on. He's going to walk. I have to walk around with a sissy fairy. He hates the fact hair. that I wear my pink glasses everywhere. I love your pink glasses. <laughs> and I have glasses. pink shoes. And I have pink shoes. No, and you pink know shirts. what? I hate the fact that you walk around telling everybody you're the man, how butch you are. Well, I am. You are. Just because I wear pink doesn't mean I'm not butch. He's a big sissy girl fairy body. He's butch until he, until he <laughs> yells at someone. Then his voice goes up 28 hours. Oh, <laughs> Fuck both of you guys. You can, Please, you you can both kiss my ass. So, Jimmy. <laughs> like, Thousands of others have in the past. So, Ron, so when Jimmy gets mad, does he hit my acapella like my voice when he gets mad? Honey, he goes beyond you. Ooh. What are you talking about? There you go. You're, <laughs> you're, a, you're a baritone. He's a calicatura. He goes up beyond C. He makes the C notes sound like nothing. Oh, my he, goodness. He makes Barbara Streisand he sound his glass. Big. Yeah. Barbara Streisand is a bass fiddle compared to his <laughs> That's voice. True. Lord, have mercy. I don't like, love it. And he gets very animated. So along with the animation and the 28 act of Zion. <laughs> He but, needs the pink hair. Trust me. I but you know something. You love you love the whole package when you love someone. If anybody dissects the piece, the person they love by saying, "I hate this, I hate that, I hate that," then they're not really in love. Because if you love somebody, you love even the crap that they do and the stupidity they do. Uh, I didn't say very I often. hated it. I, I didn't talk <laughs> to you. Did I talk to you, Fountainhead? Fountainhead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. Liberace's house here is, I swear to God, this is a true story. Liberace's house here in Palm Springs was owned by Stefan Ewing, a very good friend of ours. And we used to go to Stefan's house all the time for dinners. And I said to Stefan, is this the house that Liberace died in? He said, yes, let me take you to the garage, which is a den. 
And Liberace made the garage into a den so he could see people before he died. And he died right on that sofa in the den. So I said, let me get my camera crew. We're going to come in and we're going to do a seance and see if we cannot contact Liberace. So we, I won't say the psychic, but we had a very famous psychic come in that was world known, made a lot of money. We thought we'd get a good reading. So we all sit down and you know what she said? What? Liberace came through. He said, Stefan, could you please fix the fountain outside and make the colored lights work again? <laughs> I said to myself, this fucking bitch is so stupid. If Liberace was going to come through and say anything, he's not going to talk about the colored lights in his fountain. I mean, how stupid. But how would she? they know? How did they know, though, that the fountain didn't work? The fountain was was not colored lights. It was oh, white, white lights. Okay. So I don't know that Liberace ever had colored lights in there. She just she assumed it was beautiful fountain, gigantic fountain before the pool. You, found, you walked into the fountain first, and behind the fountain, by the way, was walls of of all mirror, so the fountain would be triple triplicated. I love it. Did he have a pool the shape of a piano? No, is that true? not not in this no? house. He had two houses. He had two houses. Two houses okay. in Palm Springs. I was never at the other house. I was at this one. The other house was up near Elvis Presley's so house. So we have to take a break because we have to call our guest. Okay. So everybody, um, uh, Danielle and Scott. Yes, sir. We're going to play Michael Hansen's cover of Hallelujah. I have it. And uh, you both have it? Scott? <laughs> yes, I'm here. I was just playing with you. Yeah, I have it. Uh, all right, so uh, on Enjoy, let's play it, and then let's get Michael Hansen on the line. How's that? Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody, this is Michael Hansen doing his cover of the, the classic hit song, Hallelujah. Enjoy! Woo!
Uh, yep, we're back, guys. All right, everybody, that was Michael Hansen with his cover version of Hallelujah, and we have the superstar on the line right now. We just want to make sure we can hear him. Say something to make sure everybody can hear you. Hello, everybody, lads and ladies. How are you? There you go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, with guest co-host Eileen Shapiro, the fabulously talented Michael Hansen. Hello, and welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, guys and lady. It's uh, wonderful to be here. Happy to be here, man. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. You want to know something? And I never lie. <laughs> you could sing. <laughs> has anybody ever told you you could sing? Hey, uh, you know what? As a drummer, I've been in the background for so long, I had to sort of reboot and reinitiate myself to be able to actually really believe it that I could sing, because I was always doing the background parts. But... I did have a, a live rock band when I was a teenager, and I was the front man as a drummer. So, yeah, now, I guess I can say <laughs> compare your Compare your drumming to Gene Krupa. Gene Krupa. Is, I, I'm, I'm amazed you asked that. Um, did you know that I'm a 
Gene Krupa lover. I, I've, I love Gene Krupa and Buddy Rich, but I would say I'm much more like Gene Krupa than a Buddy Rich because I, I try to finesse my way through the songs, you know, a little bit more like Ringo. As well, could, can you go as fast as Krupp? Nobody could go as fast as Krupp. I don't think I can. I certainly don't have the left hand, uh, the profound left hand uh, uh, stuff that he does. But I do. Uh, I do a lot of Stuart Copeland stuff. That's pretty fast. But I no, love Stuart not, Copeland. Not, not not Buddy Rich. Too quick. And Neil I, I I grew up with Gene Krupa. I'm 79 years old, so I was around in the early 40s, wow. and I remember when Krupp used to hit those skins. You would not, you couldn't even see his hands. They'd move so quickly that it would blur. It would look like like one hand. I've never. I mean, I understand he was juiced up to the nines. I mean, he was coked and every. There wasn't anything. Wow. He he put Clorox in his veins. He did wow. whatever he could to get that speed. That's but amazing. Gene, for those of you, you kids out there, get a Gene Krupa album, and you will freak out when you hear this man hit those skins. Hold on, let's introduce everybody else. So this is our co-host Eileen Shapiro. Hi. Hey. Hello. I, I really am in love with you. I'm in love with you and your voice. And I've heard. I can't even tell you how many people in the music industry that I've heard through the years. You are amazing. One of the best singers I've ever heard. And you should pick up one of those little guitars behind you and play us something. (laughs) And then hold on. We got other people. We got to introduce you to. Well, I'm Jimmy Starr. So welcome to the show. And we have our uh, our engineer, uh, Danielle. She's in Wellington, Florida at the W4CY studios. Danielle, say hi. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. And, and we've got Scotty J, who hosts Scott, uh, Rock Titan Television, and he is uh, in Philadelphia. Scotty J, say hi. What's going on, Michael? What's going on, Scotty J? There you go. How I butch, love it. How men talk. Butch. I know. How men talk. How, so straight guys really are boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if, a gay guy, if a gay guy was on, he would do this. Hi, how are you? Last night, did you pick anybody up cute? <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me, did you sleep with him? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, you're going to see him again? I mean, that's what gay men talk about. So hang on. I'm going to do an introduction now. For anybody who doesn't, because we introduced him as Michael Hansen. Michael Hansen is one of the founding members and original drummer for Glass Tiger, which is one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I love them to death. Uh, they were a Grammy-nominated can- Canadian rock band. They formed in 1983. They released three studio albums. The Thin Red Line is the dopest album ever. It went quadruple platinum in Canada, gold in the United States, and everybody knows the song Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone, and someday they both reached the U.S. Top Ten. He's got five Juno Awards, which is the Canadian version of a Grammy, and he was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best New Artist. The dude is totally like badass, and he's been on tour with Tina Turner, which I know Ron will like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you all that. Thank you. Very kind words from everybody. Thank you. You were on tour with my girl? Are yeah. you seeing me? Now tell me she's a bitch and I'll come to knock the shit out of you. <laughs> I hope she was an angel because I adore Tina. Are you kidding? You probably could knock the shit out of me. You look pretty ripped. But uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Is she, is she nice? Uh, she, uh, you know what? Um, they, in, uh, I guess we were touring through Europe at the time and they had uh, invited each one of us from Glass Tiger individually to spend a few minutes alone with Tina. And so I got the, I got the tap on the shoulder and I was a little nervous because she's a legend. And, uh, I went back there and, um, I remember her, um, her assistant or handler ironing a lot of stuff. He was just ironing her clothes, you know? And then she, she leaned over to me and said, hello with that voice, you know, hello, Michael, you know, 
and gave me put out her hand and she was just lovely exactly what you would expect uh from her jimmy so uh you know i i am very sad with the news that i get uh mm -hmm. tina is terminally ill oh, she has she had planned she has planned her own funeral and they don't give her uh, very much time. So I realize that this is going to yeah. be the end of a legend oh, because Tina Turner couldn't sing a note but was the best singer in the world. Tina Turner couldn't dance a step, but she was the best dancer in the world. And Tina Turner's music will live forever. I'm going to get very upset. <laughs> wow. He loves Tina Turner. He's I love Tina those were actually beautiful words, uh, beautiful words and all true. She, she really is but amazing. it's true. She's an amazing yeah. woman. She had her shit kicked out of her by a rotten husband. She yep. lived an awful life. She was abused. She ran away. I mean, her life is just wonderful. She has a lovely guy that she's been with for a long time. She lives in, uh, in Cannes outside of uh, Monaco. I've never met her, and I'm sad about Yeah, he, we're sad we're not going to get to meet but, her. But, you so know, my sad. other love is Patti LaBelle, and I intend to oh, see Patti. Yeah. I'll, I'll meet Patti LaBelle. We're working well, I, on it. I didn't know that about Tina. How long has this been? Uh... It's, it's been public now for about a month or two. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she's planning her own. She's planned her oh, own funeral. That is so sad. Yeah, we it's very Turner, sad. But we want to get the thing. We're here. all <laughs> waiting for the, the, the very unhappy news. Well, that's the sheltered life I leave. I guess I get news a month and a half late. There you and go. you know what it is? Tina and I are the exact same age. She's 79. I'm 79. As Patti LaBelle is 79. Lainey Kazan is 79. James Brolin is 79. So there's a lot of us old dudes out there still, gals and dudes, that are out there still alive. So I want to go back. Okay, so first of all, a lot of you might remember about two and a half years ago, we had Alan Frew on the show, who's uh, the lead singer for Glass Tiger. And... Um, um, you guys have such a like a loyal fan base and a loyal following, and and actually everybody who's listening, the way this interview, the way we met Michael, actually was a fan contacted me on Twitter. Her name was Katie, and she runs like Mike Hansen Music Fans, and she said, "I love your show, and I would love it if you guys would have Mike Michael Hansen because I did a challenge, and somebody had me do a challenge, and for seven days I had to put a picture of the album cover of my seven favorite albums, and the second one I did was Glass Tiger." Wow. And, uh, and so she saw that and she was like, oh, my gosh, like then you have to have I saw this tweet. You have to have Michael Hansen come on the show. And I didn't know you had all this solo stuff. Everybody's super impressed. I've been uh, having everybody listen to it all week that we've been preparing for you coming on the show. So let's talk about you. Let's talk for five minutes just about Glass Tiger. So what was that yeah. like for you? You you join this band. You become instantly like famous overnight, selling millions of records, playing stadiums. You have two of the greatest songs ever written, you know, that are huge hits. How was that for you? Oh, it was, it was fantastic, obviously. I mean, I, I, uh, I remember uh, we, got, uh, we got turned down by Island Records, which was, uh, which was really a tough one for us. And uh, we played with Boy George and Culture Club. Uh, I just interviewed Boy George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic. Uh, I remember him. I remember him walking by me, and I had uh, with a number of different perfume smells. It was just wonderful. He's, he's just a beautiful guy. <laughs> but but uh, he's, he's actually great. Uh, and uh, I, I think it was a shock when we first found out. Um, I remember hearing it on the radio for the first time, and I heard, I heard that it had a chance at being a hit. Uh, when I heard that and I realized then I heard it again on the radio and again, and, and this is before I got home from the store, you know, so I'm flipping through the channels. And I'm going, this can't be happening. This, this just can't be happening. So what I did was I, I just 
I, I was living with my mom at the time and my sister. I left the house. I walked a half a mile uh, past the past all the farmers' fields where I lived in Holland Landing, a little town, a little Dutch town in uh, southern Ontario. And I walked up a, up a hill, downhill, and up another hill. Got to the top, and on that on that hill was a beautiful patch of green grass, which I sometimes, you know, held hands with my girlfriends out there and whatnot. <laughs> But no, we, went up, we went up there, and I went up there, and I laid down for like a half an hour, staring at the sky, just in absolute heaven. Now you look Dutch. Uh, oh, I'm Irish, actually. Oh, that's why you look Dutch. <laughs> I'm Irish too. No, I thought you look. My my ex-wife was Dutch, Hendrika Schurz. Uh, so, uh, but you you do look Dutch. Dutch people have pointy chins and pointy noses. Yeah, and pointy nose. Yeah, very very Swedish people too. Irish, you don't look. Have you, do your heritage. You'll find out what you are. I did. Yeah, I'd love to check it. I did. I thought I was 100% Italian because that's as far back as we go. We're Italian with Jewish blood and Christian blood, you know, a mixture. And yeah. now, I, now I find out that I'm, I'm uh, French, Italian, and Greek. Wow. Greek. That's I'm our heritage. You found out that I'm part Swedish. Yeah, <laughs> I got you yellow, like you blue, yellow and blue colors. You look like you could be Swedish, though. Absolutely. He well, looks my, like, face, he, my face certainly looks Irish. It's super red now. Now I've been in the sun for three days, so I look like a radish. But uh, yeah, I got a bit of Swedish, bit of Irish. So no, but you could you could have Italian because I look like you. We have the pointy chin, we have the pointy nose, and the pointy cheek. So we could be related back somewhere. I just realized we actually do. You <laughs> know what? Know. I don't care what you are. I just. I think that you're so talented. She's oh, watch out. She's, I, you're, I she'll wreck you your marriage. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to come to New York. I, I wanna, oh, goodbye, Jack. She wants you to come to New York. I want, I oh, want that's to represent you. I want you to pick up the guitar and play something, please. I, you I, are I, so I talented. Love, I would love to play uh, some for you. I, I, and I would love to come to New York. I've been there many times. I, I love it. By the way, I love your hair. It's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Do not see her. Hair. Do not see her when you go to New York. Trust me. She's a man. One of our clients is one of our clients is Scott Page from Pink Floyd. And uh, and he uh, and so he just went. We just arranged a tour for him to do all these radio and TV shows in New York. So he just spent a week at her house. And so and Ron was teasing her the whole time. But he's married, too. I love my clients. I love them to death. She really loves them. See? <laughs> now, you, now you're making her out to sound like a whore. No, she's not I a whore. She's not, you're not a whore. <laughs> I'm no. proud of it. So don't even listen to that. No, but if you were Billy Idol, if you were Billy Idol or Adam Ant, she'd oh, do a strip tease for you right now. Right now. <laughs> right? Oh, you're you're a Billy Idol fan. I, I yes. love this. Great. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew I liked you for a reason. I knew it. <laughs> She's already interviewed Adam Man a million times, but but Billy Idol, that's her next one that's to go my to. Next one. <laughs> no, I don't think I want to interview you. I think we need to talk. Oh, oh I have his email. Oh, I have it in his phone number. You better so have we'll a lot it. of people in the room when she interviews you. <laughs> well, I've got a band, uh, another band that uh, that I play with uh, live, and we do Rebel Yell. It's probably one of our better covers. Hey. So uh, I'm a big big fan. When are you touring? When are you coming to New York? Well, we're, we, I'd like to do a tour. Um, I'd like to go see Europe again and take the band over there, but we haven't played in quite some time, so we're going to have to get back into... We're, we're very ill-prepared to do anything at the moment, but we'll see what happens. I have great connections in the UK. Do you really? Okay, well, let's talk. I'm telling you. All right. Okay. I'll introduce you guys oh, in an email. You're a poor wife. That's when, <laughs> when you meet Eileen, wear a plastic baseball cup. <laughs> 
So that's why when she goes to grab you, then she grabs a plastic cup. You're just jealous because I have a bigger penis than you. (laughs) I I don't know what the hell this thing is. What kind of people do we have on our show? (laughs) (laughs) So hold on. Let's do some bragging. Okay, so now now you're doing some solo stuff. You have your first... You have your first solo album called Kilimanjaro coming out later this year. Your first official debut solo uh, album record. I also uh, I read now that uh, actually your fan Katie, we say hi to Katie. Hi, say hi to Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie. She sent me like ten emails of all different kinds of stuff about you, um, which is really nice. And so she's told me that you're a humanitarian and you do all kind of stuff with like anti-bullying and mental health and. Um, there was another one, anti-bullying, uh, and there was one more. I, was, I forgot what the other one. Oh, Mothers Against Dra- Drunk Driving. Right, yeah. Um, and, um, and that uh, you're battered, doing a lot of – Battered women as well, yeah. And battered women, which I think is really cool to use your celebrity to do things uh, like that. And then I also heard that you work as a music producer and you produce a lot of young artists – uh, that are in Canada, you know, trying to to come up and, and develop them um, through your record label, Ra- uh, Radar Love Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about that, because people like that. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I mean, my my day consists of so many different things. It's getting kind of crazy. Um, I sort of fell into the um, uh, the mental health uh, thing because my uh, cousin. Jackie passed away and uh, she was only uh, about 32 at the time and uh, she committed suicide unfortunately uh, due to mental health reasons so uh, that's what the girl that love forgot it sort of tied in I wrote that before this the terrible tragedy even happened Uh, but when it did um, it was and I look at the lyric of the song it it was really foreshadowing what happened uh, to Jackie who we love dearly she was just wonderful she oh for some reason she always wanted me to play dead skunk in the middle of the road by Luden Wainwright the third, whenever we had a family function. But anyway, um, <laughs> <I digress. laughs> she was fantastic. And, uh, uh I that, tell you something. that led me to other things. Yeah. Go on, please. Actually, no, we should actually play that. Cause we, I want to play that for everybody while we have you on the air. Yeah. So everybody can hear it. Let me see if uh, Danielle, do you guys have that? Danielle and Scotty J. Hello? Yeah, what are we look? What are we looking at right here? Uh, the girl that love forgot. Um, that's his new single, yes. and uh, um, you guys both have it, right? Yes. Yep. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, actually, we'll let Michael introduce it. And, Michael, at the end of your, your introduction, say enjoy, and that'll be the key for them to hit it. Okay, got it. All right, go for it. Hey, this is a song called The Girl That Love Forgot. Proceeds go to mental health. Um, enjoy. There you go. All right. When I look in the deepest part of your eyes, I see the darkest and strangest of skies, but the tears are clear. And instead of the kisses tonight through that misses belly Cause I'm only a man watching wandering ways Of a girl chasing love in her various ways She's a sad, sad song With an unhappy ending but this can't go
such a weight that she carries from the things that they plan. There's so many things that she's not, but she's the girl that love forgot. Once in a while she'd go for a walk, talking to nobody there in the park, but she'd laugh along in a bubble of love. But when push comes to shove, she'll take it. She went to Sunday school like a good girl, wore summer dresses and took on the world, but they wore her. That was Michael Hansen. That's his single, The Girl That Love Forgot. It's a lyrical perspective on mental health issues in young females and dedicated to his cousin Jackie. And it's a fabulous song, and I'm sure it's going to be on his brand-new album coming out later called Kilimanjaro. When's it coming out? Do we know when it's coming out yet? Looking towards uh, early November release, hopefully, if all goes well. I don't want to have to push it into 2020, so I think we're going to aim for that, that month. There you go. Okay. That's a good time. That's a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Michael, tell the truth. Are yeah. you not having fun on this show? I am having a blast. I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped laughing since All right. you got me are on this. Are we not? Are we not crazy? <laughs> You're funny on the air and off. It's great. They also, uh, Alan Frew told him though that he had fun when he was on the show too. So everybody that has fun. Except last week, I had a real dick on, and I got rid of him. <laughs> Well, last week there was a winner. He said such terrible things about Angelina Jolie, who Uh-oh. grew up in my house. And, she, and my daughter Deirdre that was here were best friends. They went to school together. They grew up. I know Angie like she's my own kid. And well, he said 
he had said some not nice things, and I went nuts. Oh, and I, no. said, I said, leave the show. If you don't get off this show, I'm getting off now. Oh, no. Your daughter, Deirdre, is lovely, by the way. I, I have a... Yes, she is. I, actually, my daughter, uh, I've, got a, I've got a granddaughter now named Willow. I'm just a few months oh. old. Oh, congratulations. My first, yeah, yeah. So I want to I want to do one more plug, and after that we're just going to talk yeah, yeah, talk about whatever. So you also have a um, song. It started out with called "If You Think I'm a Joke." I think they changed. It's a, from a documentary, um, and now it's called "No Joke." Is that right? No. no joke, I believe the movie. Yeah. And so it's a documentary on indie bullying, and you guys did kind of like a "We Are the World" single um, called "If You Think I'm a Joke," and mm -hmm. you have Slash on it, lights, Mariah Carey, Randy Bachman, Tom Cotrain, Jeff Goldblum, Stevie Vai, you, and a bunch of people on it. And and now that hasn't been released yet, or no? Um, it has not been released yet. I believe the the movie is going to be out next year. Uh, the single will be coming out soon as well. So yeah, we're all looking forward to it. It's pretty. Uh, Pretty cool to have all those guys. Jeff Goldblum's playing the piano. Uh, the actor, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, that's freaking awesome. I love him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking forward the to first, that. The first time on television, I'm bleeding. I picked a scare from a rose bush. <laughs> and look at that. I'm, I, I, I am not kidding you. I got cut by a rose bush an hour ago. Me too. Me too. I went out to water and takes, you know, my, my leaves are getting weird. So I brought, thank you. I brought the uh, leaves to Home Depot and the lady told me what was wrong. You never should water the leaves of a rose bush. You have to water only the roots. Is that right? Yeah, I never knew that. What do I no, I was trying to cut some limbs off a tree and I fell into the rose bush. Yeah, I, can very... you, I can tell you a funny story about rose bushes. When Glass Tiger was playing Ontario Place, um, there was a little disagreement between uh, two of us, myself and one of the band members, which is happens all the time. Uh, but it ended up with the entire band, like a Bugs Bunny scene, you know, going back and forth by the water uh, with fists flying and everything else. And we all ended up falling into a giant rose bush by the, uh, by the uh, river on Lake Ontario. So that was uh, a memorable day for me. And you were like a sieve. You had 100 holes in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, getting, like back, getting, getting back to bullying on my serious side, which I do mm -hmm. have a serious side. I believe now I'm, I don't I will not tell you my political beliefs because I never do that and I don't believe it. But I'm starting to be very uncomfortable with the bullying of President. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> my God, I forgot. Trump. Trump. Oh, <laughs> see what happens when you're old. <laughs> well, you're I'm, starting, I'm starting to say that uh, adults should stop because they're teaching young kids that it's okay to bully. By bullying the president, they think they're releasing some kind of a, I don't know, a feeling of his politics. Talk about the president's lousy politics. Say you hate him, you don't like his work, but then, but don't say that he's gay and he's with the Chinese guy over there. They're banging each other. You know, don't do all that filthy shit on on uh, uh, Facebook that they do. Don't say his wife's a whore. Yeah. I mean, he's got a son. That's his mother. What's wrong with you, America? You don't insult someone's mother. Not, not where I came from. So that's a form of bullying at its yeah. greatest. Yeah. And I think that everyone should stop doing that. Say you don't like the president. Say you want to kick him out. That's fine. I, I say, yeah, let's do that. You know, whatever right. you want. 
But, 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 but don't call him orange. And then, and then yeah, they showed yeah. they showed pictures of his of Trump's wife with another woman. She's a lesbian. She's a prostitute. She's I mean Jesus Christ, leave it alone. No, that's just it, silly. It, it is hideous. That's and for silly. one human being to discuss another human being like that publicly. Anyway, life's so, too short. Life's too short to be slinging that kind of mud. I think. You know? Absolutely. No, but it's called bullying. It's yeah. called, yeah. and I'm against. It shouldn't bullying. happen with anybody. It doesn't matter who you, know, you are. Growing up as a as a gorgeous young man, I was magnificently fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you so, still are. Oh, thank you. Personality, person, perfect body, beautiful, and yeah. face fabulous. That was he didn't my... have a problem except for that he was a homo. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the, the, the horrible stuff that's been said and done to me, the bullying. Luckily, I'm an Italian from Brooklyn, so I kicked the ass out of anybody. <laughs> After a while, they didn't say, call me faggot, fudge packer, and all those disgusting words because mm -hmm. I knocked their teeth down their throat. Twism okay. White Piece says he knows the feeling. Ron, it's right. hard. Be, it's hard being beautiful. <laughs> Which, by the way, Glass Tiger, you guys were beautiful. What a good-looking band! Like you guys were like really good-looking, like rock stars. Oh, uh, thanks. Huh? Yeah, I think it was, rock it was probably the hair. Yeah, it was the hair. The hair had a lot to do with it. I missed the hair those days. I used to have shoulder-length hair, and then somebody said, "You look just like Jennifer Jones." <laughs> <laughs> well, I got, uh, I, when I first, I kind of wish I hadn't done it, but I really wanted, again, being a, the drummer in the band, when Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone came out, I wanted to look different, so I, I dyed the back part of my hair down the side, just white, you know, just crazy, like platinum blonde, and of course, the hair back then was just, it was, it was all hairspray, I mean, and, and makeup, it, it was pretty wild, I, uh, you know, now things have changed quite a bit, I'm kind of glad in some ways. It, it was called theater, it was yeah. called entertainment. But you it had to called, look the look, you had yeah. a, a role to play, you, you had know, to look it. It was yeah. called, it's called your performing. Today, we had a gal on our show, I will not mention names, from another country, who came on my show and I looked at her and I said, excuse me, but did you just finish washing the floor? She said, what do you mean? I said, you look like hell. How the hell are you come on our show dressed the way you are with your hair up on top of your head and no makeup? With a hoodie. With a hoodie. You look like a slob, I told and her. And she's like sold millions of records. Yeah. And I said to her, do you see how beautiful Jimmy and I are dressed out of respect to you? I said, now take that hair down. She did. I said, I put some lip gloss on. She did. I said, you're beautiful. Now you're gorgeous. Now we can present. We have 5 million people looking at you right now. We're in 178 different countries. And you come on with a hoodie. I remembered that pretty good. He remembered 178 I mean, countries. A hoodie. Oh. A hoodie. She looked, like she, hoodie. she looked like she was robbing a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so hold on. Now it's so Eileen is a rock star journalist. That's even her email, rock star journalist. So as a rock star yep. journalist, ask him one of your famed rock star journalist questions. All right, you ready? Sure. What What would be your ultimate stage fantasy? What would have to happen? My ultimate stage fantasy? Uh huh. That's a tough question, actually, because I've already kind of lived it. Right. Okay, well then, what was it? <laughs> well, like it was, lots of women running around naked. Uh, you know, women were. I, I was. Uh, I, I I loved the ladies. I was. Uh, you know, I, I was doing uh, a lot of dating at the time and running around in, in America and Canada. Uh, my my fantasy was really uh, lived by just looking out and seeing. I know it sounds. It's probably boring, but I mean, when you really do, uh, if you get in the right environment. I remember we played a gig in California, 
in a huge tent-like thing. It was there must have been uh, about uh, fifteen thousand people there, and I remember hearing the drums just bouncing off the back and coming back at me. And I and I looked out and I saw all these beautiful tanned Californians, and they all had their arms up in the air and Canadian flags waving. Fantastic feeling. And I I remember just looking out and going. I, I just have to breathe this in for a second and realize how blessed I am. And, and uh, I, I mean, it was a fantastic feeling to play in front of great people who love music, you know. And, and so so I've kind of lived it already, but I guess I can get into some weirder fantasy. Okay. So that, so that's, <laughs> I want to hear the weirder ones. Wait a minute. So, yeah. that, so that was your fantasy, right? Yeah. It was okay. It was interesting, but not great. But, yeah, if you were, if, but, but wait a minute. But if you were gay... And I said to you, what is your greatest stage fantasy? You would have said to stand there and sing like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> and that would have got a laugh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But for he, sure. he sings way better than Barbara. What? He sings way better but than that Barbara. Wouldn't, but that's not the joke. I the know. joke is. <laughs> <laughs> she blew the joke. All right. So then um, – uh, okay, so so let's do bucket list. You've already played with Tina Turner, all kinds of cool people. Like if you had an opportunity right now, and they could be living or dead, but if you're the, somebody said right now, hey, we want to like we want to do a song with you. Who would you want to do a song with that you could go and record a song? Who's your like bucket list of? Oh my God, that'd be the greatest thing ever if I could like do something with this person. Beatles. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm, why you, you kind of sound like the Beatles in the chat room. Twism and everybody was saying, you know, it has a Beatles sound. So Beatles, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I mean, I, I had a chance to meet Paul, my son, who you saw in the picture with me, uh, Zach, uh, and I had uh, we had like second row seats in, in at the ACC in Toronto, and uh, unfortunately, someone on Paul's staff had had passed away, and we couldn't meet him, but. Uh, uh, I was really sad because I really wanted to meet him. But, yeah, I would love if I could just stand in that room in Studio 2 and Abbey Road Studios, uh, you know, where they where they tap their feet. I was there and visited it. You can actually see where the Beatles tap their feet. The, the, the wood was worn down in a circle. I mean, just to have five minutes in that circle, I, I, I would just about drop dead. I'd love that. When I lived in Florida, there's a, an area called Harbor Heights, and I, I had a friend who was a caretaker of big houses when the people weren't there. And so he caretaked Paul McCarthy's house there. And so when they were gone, they let us go in and see it. It was wow. on the water. He has these big, like, circles with the letter P uh, in the driveway. So, you know, it's like his his house. And you go in, and it was just, like, ungodly, like, huge, like, mansion that, you know, that regular people don't even get in. First, we had to pass the guard gates to get in and everything. But it was amazing. I was in, Sun I was in Sonny and Cher's house on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> I think the address was one. Jane Mansfield owned the house. After Jane Mansfield passed away, Cher bought it. And we were invited to this party, a couple of hundred people, small gathering. And uh, yeah, small. we got there and everybody said, where is Cher? And Sonny said, oh, she's sleeping. Okay, so you got to go in Sonny and Cher's house. I was in Paul McCartney's. Whose house have you been in? Billy Hess. <laughs> No, I, I've been in the greatest house in life. I have been in Jimmy Stars and Ron Russell. There you go. How about Ivan's out on Long Island? Oh, yeah, Sir Ivan's Castle. Sir Ivan's yeah. Castle. Sure. Well, you're going to come if you're in Toronto, you know? Yeah, there you go. We'll I'm come visit. Out. He don't even she, yeah, me. believe me, she'll be there in freaking heart. No, I've been in she a She gets to fly cheap. I, I, <laughs> I, I was in Jane Russell's house, Rock Hudson's house. Uh, no. Wait, yes. Uh, Arlene Dahl's house. Uh, Tab Hunter's house. Tab Hunter's house. 
Patricia Neal's house. I've been in so many st movie stars' homes. And wow. let me tell you, some of them really live like shit. Rob <laughs> <laughs> Hudson was a handsome dude. Yes, he was a handsome dude. Oh. We like Cary Grant better. His house is about a mile from here where I, we I live. I want to buy He's it. He's got a beautiful house. Um, yeah, Ron wants to buy it. It's about, like, I don't know, it's about $5 million more than we can afford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not true, Jimmy. We can afford four million nine hundred and fifty-three dollars. Yeah, right. well, I'll cover. I'll cover the rest for you, no problem. I mean, we yeah. we can't. We need. We need that. We much. need four million nine hundred and fifty. Right. So now, yeah. I said to Jimmy, we have five million viewers, right? If they all sent one fucking dollar, you cheap bastards. <laughs> Just one dollar, I could buy my. I could buy Cary Grant's house, but. Tab Hunter's house was very tastefully done, but Patricia Neal's apartment in New York was very Manhattan, beautifully done. Arlene Dahl's house up at Tall Trees was about a 300-year-old house. Wonderful. Arlene Dahl, you know Arlene Dahl's son, because his son is... Oh, yeah, is, Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Lamas. Larry, Larry oh. Lamas. Lorenzo yeah, Lamas. yeah. I right. love him. What kind of movies do you like to watch? Uh, believe it or not, uh, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. Oh, that's well, fun. We've had people from that show on here. We've had a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, yeah. Big Michael J. Uh, J. Fox fan. Uh, you know, I, I, we, we stick to the, the thrillers, uh, uh, mysteries, but really it's like right across the board drama. I like independent stuff that's really cool, you know. So, uh, so I don't really have a favorite. Love them all. I, and, and I do a lot of movie watching nowadays, man. That's my evening. <laughs> oh, good. Now, there's two movies you have to rent to watch because I'm in them. But okay. they aren't out yet. They're coming out at Halloween. One is called, uh, what is it called? They changed the Clown title. Clown Fear. We used to be Circus Road. Now it's Clown Fear. Clown I play Fear. a minister. I play a minister who's really a shifty minister. And then the next one is the big friggin' rat, and I play a mafia Brooklyn tough guy, who's really involved in some kind of a nasty murder. I love it. Anyway, and then I have. Uh, well, I didn't shoot them yet, but I'll let you know. <laughs> there you go. And okay, Eileen, it's your turn. Ask him something. It's Eileen's turn. My turn. All right. If if you could make me ask you any question in the world, what question would you want any of us to ask you? Oh man! And uh, make it good because you have to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even think of a. <laughs> I can't think of a question. Right, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little help. The question should be, how fabulous am I? You are almost as fabulous as me. No, <laughs> no, no that's I your mean, question. Your question. You want her to ask him how fabulous you are. Now you have to ask Eileen, how fabulous are you? Oh, how fabulous are you? No, no, are you? Are you? <laughs> how fabulous am I? How fabulous am I? Yes. Okay. I'll tell you what, you are so fabulous that I am going to go see Adamant in Toronto. Are you near Toronto? I'm right in it, actually. Yeah. Good. So then you're going to come see this concert with me, all right? And um, it's either September or October, okay? Deal? Let's do it. It's a done deal. All right. Oh, goodbye. Where's your wife? I want to. <laughs> so your wife can the go wife too. Can come too. You better bring your wife <laughs> and a chastity belt. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the tiger. So, okay. So, like. And you know, wait a minute. She has no shame. She'd ball you right in the front seat of the, the friggin' arena you're in. <laughs> Actually, she'll like come in and say, "Play me a song on the guitar while your wife's in the other room." And as she's doing it, you'll have problems. <laughs> Wait, a Wait a minute! Are you not? Are you not going to play us a song in the guitar? Um, I, I could. Yeah, play us something. Play us a song, just a little piece. You don't have to play one. the whole song. Play us a little bit of a song. Uh, let's see here. I got. I think I have my Bob Yor guitar here. 
I, I saw that video. That was so cool. See the uh, yeah, the Bobby Orr signature. Can you see it there? Oh, how cool! Yeah, Bobby was. Uh, he, 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 well, you know, it's all about hockey up here. You know, that's what that's what we do. I, I was actually a hockey player. I wanted to go originally. I didn't want to be a musician particularly. I wanted to be a hockey player. What's or, your favorite hockey movie? Or a wrestler. Um, my favorite hockey movie. Oh, Slapshot for sure. Okay, I like that one. I like Young Blood with Rob Lowe, and I like the oh, Mighty that's Ducks. A, that's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Blood. I watch it all the time. But I actually I like Slapshot too because Paul Newman's hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> Paul Newman's great. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. also, did you see Miracle about the U.S. Olympic team? Yeah, yeah. Russell, you, that's you, a good one too. It was really hard to find, but uh, ultimately, you know, now it's gotten much better. Uh, so it's it, I finally got a chance to watch it last year. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's very awesome. good, right? Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. I, I'm a huge fan of Kurt Russell. I think he's Canadian, is he not? Oh, I don't know. He has I a house know. down the street, though. Yeah, but I, I don't want to brag, but I was on the Red Wings. Oh, yeah? Yes. We played on roller skates in the Queensboro Bridge Projects. <laughs> <laughs> they wore it's tutus, true. too. No, I, no, 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 no. I was about 14 years old, and we roller skated and hit, we chucked each other, and you had a hockey puck and a stick, and we hit it along the concrete, and we were happy. Wow. But we named ourselves the Red Wings, and that's the truth. I dated a girl who wore a, a tutu once. I, I, I was in, on that Tina Turner uh, tour in Germany. She showed up wearing a full-on ballerina outfit, the white thing and the, the whole nine yards. I, the band had a big laugh over that one. But it was... Ron looks so good in a tutu, it's not even funny. <laughs> I've never had a tutu on. You know why I never wear a tutu? Because Jimmy would kill me for dirtying his... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually All true. right, so what are you going to play for us? I, I, I let's see, it's in tune. Mama's got the squeeze box she wears on the chest. When daddy comes home, he never gets no rest. Cause she's playing all night. And the music's all right. Mama's got a squeeze box, daddy never sleeps at night. She gonna squeeze me. Come on and squeeze me. Come on and squeeze me like you do. I'm so in love with you, Eileen. Mama's got a squeeze box that never sleeps at night. Yay! Woo! That was fucking awesome. Now I'm even more in love with you. <laughs> and you had to put that little Eileen part in there. You could have said Jimmy and Ron. <laughs> we'll do another one later. <laughs> so you guys, too, Mike is on Twitter, and he doesn't do a whole lot of tweeting, but he's going to start doing tweeting because if he's got a new record coming out, he needs to identify and, and connect with his fans. So you can follow him on Twitter, at Mike Hansen Music. Do you have a website for all your things? Or your uh, re re record label? Yeah, record label, www.radarloverecords. You can pretty much follow everything I do through that right now. Um, and, of course, I'm on Facebook, right out there in the open. Honey, you, you need some really good and hot PR. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. <laughs> She'll talk to you about that, too. <laughs> That's a plug. You, you, you know somebody? Yeah. <laughs> Your life will never be the same, I promise. Okay. Yeah, I really do. Uh, Twitter and me just, I don't know what it is, man. I, 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 I just can't 
stop talking on Twitter long enough to get it all to fit. Then I got to start going back and eliminating word by word by word until finally, and it just drives me crazy, but I, I've really got to pick up my game, I think. Absolutely. You have to pick up the game because it'll yeah, be I hate, good. I hate Twitter. Jimmy I, has like a million Insta- something people. Yeah. No, not that many, but. He, <laughs> he had it one, He used to have a million. I have about 400 and something thousand Twitter followers. I got six. Yeah. <laughs> How many do I have, Jim? Six thousand, maybe. Well, I have six thousand. I've never been That's on Twitter. Me. I have never been on Twitter, and I have six thousand. That's because I do your Twitter. <laughs> I know. I wow, won't. very cool. Yeah, so I everybody, got, I got my game up on Twitter, man. That's what I keep hearing anyway. I'm, I'm going to have to bring somebody in to help me with that. Oh, we can do that you too. Will. <laughs> Anyway, Jimmy's a Twitter guru. So you guys want to follow Michael Hansen on Twitter? You want to check out uh, what's the record label again called? Radar. Radar Love Records. After the Radar Love Records is it dot com? Dot com. All right, RadarLoveRecords.com. You want to check him out. He's got his videos up on YouTube with a bunch of interviews that he's done. Um, you you still want to like listen to Glass Tiger because if you've never heard of Glass Tiger or you're young and you haven't listened to him, you don't want to miss out on one of the greatest greatest bands of the 80s ever. They're such a fabulous band, so you want to listen to all their music. Check out everything he does. Um, anybody have any other questions? we got about three minutes and we got to go. No, but I want to thank you for being a sport and playing with us. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. You're a cool guy. You're a nice guy. Uh, but just warn your wife. I will do. I will do that. Yes. That I leans after you and say, <laughs> "Honey, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but boy, oh boy." I love Eileen. She's great. I, I've never. I, I, I tell you, I've never laughed harder in an interview in my life. It was good. We don't. We, we don't do interviews. We call conversations. Conversations. We have, we have yeah. conversations with our our guests. And guess what? I have interviewed over 4,000 people in my career, well over 4,000, and I would say about 3,000 have become almost friends with us. That due to our I mean, they like actually when they're in town, they come to our house for dinner and they call us up and they we we are still in touch with so many of our celebrities that come on our show. And same thing with Eileen, with all the people she yeah. interviews. Yes, we become really. We, we don't we don't use our, we don't use our guests for a show. We we are part of our guests. You know, it's different. It's a yeah. No, this has been this has been special. I really I really enjoyed it. I you know what I tell people before they come on the show: make believe you're in Brooklyn in my house in the kitchen having Entenmann's crumb cake and coffee, and we're gabbing. That's it. Awesome. You know, Katie told me that I wasn't allowed to swear. (laughs) Who said? Who said that? Katie. Katie. Who? Who? Katie, Katie, the girl. the girl who like introduced me to him to have him come on the show. Katie, you're out of your mind. <laughs> this is the filthiest show. We're like the, the filthiest world. show on earth, and she watched all of us. She's watched a ton, but you know what? She watched a lot of the shows where we were prim and proper. Like we had Dion Warwick on, we had to be like kind of prim and proper, and Philip Bailey, we had to be kind of prim and proper. But if you yeah. watch John Barryman, you see him like making out with a blow up doll. Um, right. Yeah, before the show. So watch those shows. They're more well, fun. If we, if we have this conversation again, I'll make sure to let loose a little more light uh, next time. <laughs> you, we're, we're, un, we're unfiltered and uncensored. Actually, yeah. when your album comes out, when your album comes out in November, we'll bring come you back. back. We'll have come you come back. back. Oh, I love Absolutely. that, man. This has well, been an absolute honor. It really has. I've had a great oh, time. it's an honor for us because you're a great guest. You play huh. with us. Some guests don't, like last week. Um, he, he, he was a commercial and we Uh-oh. tell people don't come on our show we will push your goodies don't you push them because then you sound you sound like an egotistical asshole talking about well I did I did all I'm doing and I am and I mean I I I I my audience wants to vomit <laughs> 
So we we do it for you. But this guy came on and did his comedy shtick and he did the commercial. We couldn't get a word in edgewise. We couldn't have fun with him. And then he had the audacity to turn around when Jimmy and I were talking and he said, well, I'm here enjoying your show. I mean, go screw yourself. Well, I mean, <laughs> you really have to. You, you really got to lighten up. I mean, I'm wearing boxers right now. Oh, show us. Show us right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're disgusting. We want to see. Oh, my God. Actually, B. Claudia, who's like one of the coolest ladies who uh, is a fan of the show and does all kinds of great stuff with uh, Eileen and I and Ron, um, she's in the chat room and she said you had 405. Uh, and now you have 406 or something like that. She just oh. followed you on Twitter. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> say hi to B. Say hi, B. Say hi to me. Hi, Thank she's, you. She's in Germany. And so. you have to say hi to Twism. He's a white hip-hop rapper, and his name's Twism White Piece. Right. Hey, he's like, and he's, uh, yeah, we think he's called Twism White Piece because he's trying to compete with all the African-American penises in there. No. And, you know, so he's got a white piece, and like they have a no, black no. piece. No, no. He's called, I told you, in Brooklyn, we used to call it a toiseal. A woman's box was a toiseal. Toiseal. <laughs> A twazeel, the twiz. I gotta remember that, that one. That was a Nick. That was like we'd say, like she's a cute twiz. So he oh, wow. somebody up, just said you look like like Stephen Fry. I don't oh. think you look like Stephen Fry. Stephen <laughs> Fry, really? I don't even. I'm not. He's a super, super, super famous British actor. Oh. Oh wait a minute. Okay, look him up. Stephen Fry, look him up. The guy who plays Stephen Toast. Oh, I don't know if he plays Stephen Toast or not. I love Toast of London. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't know if that's the same guy or not. Um, we'll have to look him up anyway. I have Steven. a real question for you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I haven't answered. I haven't answered Eileen's questions very good today. So let's see if I can do better. <laughs> Watch out for this one. You better do better on oh this one. Oh my God! If anyone wants to see you play, where can they see you play? Like in the next say oh, month. That's a good uh, question. Uh, you know what? I, I haven't left the studio, nor will I be for a little while because of my, I'm working on my album. But I will definitely start posting, tweeting, everything else, to, uh, and uh, let's see, see if we can get uh, get some more live things going. What's the address of the studio, please? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't tell them that. No, no, no what, what's the name of the band? What's the name of the band that you play with? Uh, I called it the Ravens. Um, uh, you know, so uh, just uh, I just liked the name. I thought it was pretty cool. It's, Are you, you know, an Edgar Allan Goat Poe fan? Uh, I actually am, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Okay. And I grew up in a town called Ravenswood. Oh, wow. Well, that's a cool name for a town. It's not as good. It's, it's better than Holland Landing. It's a tiny little town on the East River opposite New York City. Uh, and around us is Astoria. Astoria, Queens is around us and where Ravenswood. Actually, we have a we have a comic book coming out about celebrity ghost hunters. You guys should do like a, a one about a band, the Ravens, who live in Ravenswood, and all the band members turn into like vampires at night or some shit yes. after they play or something and make a comic book about it. It would be really cool. You turn I love it. I'm actually developing a, a, a TV series right now which has a bit of that kind of thing in it. So we'll see how that Oh, uh, you know, I'm a producer. I produce a whole bunch of films and stuff. So. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm an actor. I'm an actor with a 58-year credit. <laughs> I love right. the uh, I love the tough guy casting for you in New York. I could I, I know he can totally I do that. They always, they Even always the nicest guy in the world, but I could see you doing it. Yeah, they cast me as a mafia all the time. But my first movie I made was with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, so that was a wonderful credit for me wow. because I I love I love both of them, and Tab remained a lifelong friend. Until wow. passed. And they want you to go to Germany. They want you to go play in Germany. So they're going to oh. come and do a whole like comic book tour. Love Germany. 
<laughs> yeah, love Germany, love love Europe. We uh, we toured there and had a great time doing it. So it was uh, it was amazing. Also got to play the Hollywood Bowl with the Moody Blues it was cool. So that was oh, fun. that's awesome. How wow, awesome that's that? good. Yeah, yeah. The biggest yeah. tour we we were on, I think, was uh, the 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 one that was the most fun. Anyway, for me, was Journey uh, when. Oh yeah, with the original lead singer and so forth. That was and, and new guy's great, but it was just a wonderful, uh, a wonderful experience. Although we did it in a camper with no air conditioning. So. Oh my God! I saw I saw uh, Journey with Loverboy and Joan Jett. Wow. Joan Jett and Loverboy opened up for Journey back in the day, and it was freaking awesome. Uh, Journey's like Journey's like such an iconic, fabulous band. I love them. And and I saw John I saw Johnny Mantis at the Greek Theater. <laughs> he loves that's his favorite is Johnny Mathis. He's like Johnny Mathis. He's got a really unique voice. I love him. Yes, and I fabulous. also know him socially. And I think he's a sweetheart. He's a darling man. He's really the, a shy, beautiful, wonderful man with a fabulous voice. He's better than Sinatra, better than anybody. Wow. He's, he's the number one male vocalist of our century. I love I might him. Do a couple of Johnny Mathis tunes after now that you've said that and check him out again. Oh, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. All right, we got to go, everybody. So, everybody, this is Michael Hansen. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Hansen Music. If you want to see what's going on with his music, you can go to radarloveRecords.com. We want to thank you for coming on the show. We'll be in touch, and I'll introduce you to Eileen in an email so she can, like, interview you. You're safe in an email. You're safe. <laughs> Wonderful and we want to thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks, Eileen. Take care, Mike. You guys are fantastic. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank bye. You. You've been bye. wonderful. Bye. Oh, bye and, and bye, Katie. Thanks, Have Katie. Have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Katie, he can curse. Yeah. You <laughs> guys. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I don't know if you know how to hang yourself up. You have to figure that one out. There he goes. What a nice guy. Wasn't he cool? Look how great we look. Yeah. Yeah, they look great. Put the mic down. You can't see your tits. Oh, that's why you keep making me put the mic yeah. down. Yeah, what do you think he was doing? I mean, you're covering up the whole show. All right, everybody, so listen up. You can listen to the Jimmy Star Show. We're live every Wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio with the incredibly talented Scotty J and Danielle, along with Ron Russell, the superstar of the show. Yay. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Hit 1069 FM, which is in New York, Jackalope Radio in uh, Kansas City or Missouri. Missouri. Is Kansas City in Missouri? It's in Missouri. Oh, she's a genius. Uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. On television, you can see us on YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP TV, Comcast, Roku, and Vimeo. Yay. And Talk 4 TV. And, 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 if you're in Europe, in England, you can see it at 8 p.m. In Germany and France at 9 p.m. There you go. Oh my God, I was like out of breath from that whole like thing. Now, um, Billy Hess, well. are you in the? Is Billy Hess in the chat room? No, but we're gonna call our next guest. Who, and none of our New York friends are there. No, they I love got. their loyalty. Your <laughs> yeah, loyalty too. is so wonderful. Stinkers. Look how good though. Like you guys look terrific. The Howdy Doody shirt looks great. Eileen hair looks great. It's like a fountain. A fountain of colors. Those are all the special filters that I'm actually putting on. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's like a sherbet. It's like a sherbet fountain coming out of the top of her head with all the different flavors. It's like strawberry shortcake. She's yeah. from oh. Whoville. Yeah, yes, from Whoville. Does. Yes. Oh my god, I love that. I think that's fabulous too, actually. Um, it's howdy duty time. It's howdy duty time. Bob Smith and howdy do say howdy do to you. Let's give a rousing cheer, cause howdy duty's here. Come on, gang, let's go! Yay! He loves that. I howdy can't duty. Believe you knew that. Howdy duty and Flash Gordon, the original Flash Gordon. Yep. 
which I have an, I bought him an original Flash they, Gordon. They were doll. my heroes. I, I you I, like Flash Gordon. He likes. I like the new. I like the new Flash Gordon. I grew up. I had to have fun with you. Oh, my God. That scared the crap out of me. It brought me back to when I was 10 years old. I loved Howdy Doody. And a friend of ours went on the... It was a, no, oh, wait. We have to call, though. Hurry up. But a friend of ours was in the peanut gallery, and I remember I was so jealous that that little fuck was able to go to the <laughs> peanut gallery, and I wasn't. I wanted to be on the Howdy Doody show so bad. I wanted to make out with the puppet. All right. So here's what we're going to do, you guys. Uh, do you guys. Is Gabrielle online? Gabriella. Uh, let me see. Actually. Oh Gabriella. Gabriella. Let me check. Check. Let me check real quick. Gabriella. So everybody, we're gonna have Gabrielle Stone come on now. You guys are we know on her? the air? Yes. I need more orange soda. <laughs> oh, well, you have to wait. When, when do we go? When is our break? We don't have a break. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you no. guys? Do you have her? Uh, I'm 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 just checking right now. Right. I, I got to do it on my phone because if I do it on the screen, it's gonna mess up what everybody's watching, and we don't want to do that now, do we? No, we don't. Ron, no. you need to call the union because you need a break. Yeah, I really I work. I can get him a drink, but once we no, home. this is like a, this is like being in a communist country in the show. <laughs> I mean, I work for free. I can't. And I don't get a break, and I can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, look at these lovely breasts. I love you I mean, so much, Rob. Are they not gorgeous? Look at them. I'm a tip man. I always was. Even though I'm gay, look. Open the veil of life. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. Oh, Joe Biden's got nothing on you, Ron. Oh, Lord. Listen. I have had more gay men touch my breasts than stars in the sky. Believe me. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, but it's you do it. I am the best. Um, so is best. she there? Bear with me. Bear with me here. Bear with me. Scotty J, get your life together. Come on, man. I know. I'm a total train wreck. I'm a train wreck. Well, the thing is, I can't do anything on the the equipment that I'm using to make sure everyone can see the show. So I have to do it on my phone, and my phone sucks. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. So you want to just play the thing, and uh, we'll play it, and hopefully she'll be there, and you'll find her? I could tell a quick story. It's only two minutes. I once. Yes, she's online. She's online. All right, we got to get her, because we're we're like five minutes late already. Oh, I can't tell my friend. So here's what we're going to do. You can tell it later. Um, All right, so everybody, listen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to call Gabrielle Stone now. Uh, We're going to play the promo video for her new book. It's called Eat, Eat, Pray, FML, and we'll let you tell her what FML stands for. Um, So how about on Enjoy, you guys, you play it. I'm hungry. All right, everybody. Here's here's the uh, book promo video for Gabrielle Stone's new uh, Amazon best-selling book, Eat, Pray, FML. Enjoy. 2017 literally kicked my ass. On June 28th, 2017, I found out that my husband of a year and a half had been having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. Yeah, I'll let that sink in for a sec. I filed for divorce and left. Uh, trust me, I didn't dodge a bullet. I dodged an army of snipers. Two weeks later, I met a man and we fell madly in love. I know. It was a whirlwind romance. Meet my family, have my babies, all the fairy tale bullshit. Again, I know. He convinced me to go on a romantic month-long vacation with him to Italy. I know. But I mean, come on, would anyone really say no to that? 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, He told me he needed to go by himself. Yep, 
really, I was heartbroken. Uh, no, more like this. Either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. And staying at home heartbroken? <laughs> that. So, what does a woman do when her heart has been ripped out and stepped on twice in two months? She goes on a wild adventure. Make some bad decisions. <clears throat> go to Europe by myself. Hello? with random men. I mean, really? And does a shit ton of soul searching. So, naturally, I wrote a book about it. This is so not eat, pray, love. This is eat, pray, my life. Is that it, everybody? Is that uh, it? Yes, we're live. We're live. All right, everybody. That was the video book promo for Eat, Pray, FML. And Gabrielle, say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hi, guys. I'm here. Do we do Gabrielle and not Gabrielle, right? Correct. Gabrielle. You got it. Right. Gabrielle. All right, yeah, everybody. Now we're going to. We're gonna we're gonna do our, our formal intro now. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. The incredibly talented and gorgeous actor, writer, director, and now Amazon best-selling author, Gabrielle Stone. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. My God, you're so gorgeous. Okay, so let me introduce you to everybody. Um, this is my cool, outrageous you're man about town co-host. Yes, because th there's people tuning in that are her fans that don't even watch our show. They don't know who you are. So I'm introducing well, fuck you to the I people. Don't care. <laughs> so this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Ron Russell. Hi, so nice to meet you for the first time in my life, Gabriella. <laughs> I was only with her last week at the premiere of Blind. Uh, yes. then, then we have, uh, this is Eileen Shapiro. She's my business partner in World Star PR. She's also a New York Times bestselling author and rock star journalist. Hi. Hi. I love Hi. I love the name of your book. I love that name so much that I automatically love you. Well, tell us, dear. Hold on. We, well, we're going to get to that. we got to say hi to our engineers. We have uh, Danielle. She's in Wellington, Florida. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> goodbye, Hi, goodbye, Danielle. goodbye. Then we have a uh, then we have a uh, uh, Scotty J from Rock Titan TV. He's oh, in Pennsylvania. Gab, you look fab. Gab, you look fab. Wow, we're like all over the world. I love. Yes, it. we're all, and we have a chat room filled with people. Say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone in the chat room. Yay! All right, you guys. Wait, actually, Gabriella, you're right now in 178 different countries in the world, and over five million people are watching. Jesus, so no pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. No pressure. Just show a lot of cleavage. They'll forgive anything. So you guys, Gabrielle yeah, not, does. I don't have that much to show. Oh my God, you're like so incredibly that's like not, gorgeous. That's not true. So listen, <laughs> listen, you guys. Ron and I met Gabrielle originally the first time. Um, she was on the set uh, of Killer Rose with uh, Killer Felissa Rose. Rose and Caroline Williams, and we went to the set, and Sadie Katz was there. My Sadie, and, I love and Ron my Sadie. did a little interview with her, and I was so jealous yes. because I was like, "How come he's the one who gets to do the interview? She's like fabulous." Because I'm the better interviewer. That's why. <laughs> 
And then we saw her at the blind premiere. Right, Gabby. And now she's got a book. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, but I want to make sure we get the stuff in about her book because. Oh, wait, before we go there, I want to tell everybody, you know, we know so many celebrities out there who really suck. A lot of them are so full <laughs> of shit. You want to smack them around. This gal is so nice, so sweet, so real. You're going to love her. And I'm sure her book has got her in it as real. So you're not going to read some phony baloney shit about how lovely she is and she was born on a cloud and her mother was Jesus and her father was Moses. You know, <laughs> Actually, Quite the opposite. The, right. the name of the book, because uh, we we watched the interview today on Good Morning La La Land or whatever that, that oh, La La Land. Uh, yeah. So the name of the book is Eat, Pray, FML, you guys. You can go to eatprayfml.com. You tell, I want you to tell everybody what that stands for because yeah. I think, and you can say it so it's good. We don't believe it. Great, because that's, that's really what it, that's really what the title is. I just couldn't say the F word in it. So it really is eat, pray, fuck my life. And it's so accurate to the book and what happened to me in 2017. It just fit perfectly. Okay. So tell everybody, cause this is cool. First of all, congratulations. When we saw you, I think the book had gone to number one on Amazon, which is very yeah. good. Cause it's your first book, right? Yeah. It's my first book. I've, I've never considered myself a writer and definitely not an author. So it was crazy that this one's been received so well right off the bat. And all the pictures for it are great. Like all Thank your promotional you. photos and stuff are fabulous. I mean, you look great and everything. So tell everybody what happened to you and, and, and how did this book transpire? So basically in 2017, I found out that my husband of almost a year and a half was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. I filed for divorce, left. A few weeks later, I met a man and fell madly in love with each other. And he convinced me to go on a month-long trip to Italy with him. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself. And I was absolutely devastated, but I had a decision to make. And that was either stay at home and be heartbroken or say, fuck it and go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I took a backpack and no plans. And I went and did seven countries over the span of one month and then wrote a book about it. <laughs> I fucking love it. He had to be gay. Uh, no, them are it must you never know some some queens can hide it well some queens can hide it well no seriously any guy that doesn't want to go to europe with you is gay i concur i mean give me a fucking break gabby i mean you're not exactly chopped liver okay any guy that would say i'm going alone he you know what he probably hooked up with your husband and those two went to europe oh my god could you imagine <laughs> what a what a visual. So wait, how did you so how did you find out he was having a, an affair with an eighteen year old? Like you saw a text 19, message. Nineteen, nineteen. No, eighteen. Nineteen. She nineteen. Said. Oh, nineteen year old. Okay. Did you uh, like see a text message or something, or how did it transpire? So there were like little things that started happening, and all of this is in the book. Um, but it was actually what did it was he was out of town on a work trip, and an email came through um, on the office computer that said he had Ubered to somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be. And that was all it took for me to look into the, like the trash email. <laughs> and let me tell you, like I missed my calling as a private detective. Like I Harriet by that shit so hard. Um, That's how she is. <laughs> this is, she's the biggest dick in the world. <laughs> Oh, my God. She goes out with a guy. She finds out everything, everything. about him. And, I mean, really, she goes, she, go ahead, Gabe. <laughs> She's unbelievable. This one. Well, and and I've, I've never been that type of girl. I, I trusted my ex-husband to a fault, as it turned out. And um, 
but let me tell you, once I found that first string, it was like all all hell broke loose. Was your husband Greek? No. What was he? White and boring. <laughs> White and boring. <laughs> no, but, 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 but like what country? Like where was his ancestry? Is he like is he like oh, Irish, I Swedish? I couldn't even tell you. I could not even tell you. See that he's a mutt. Wow. How long? How long? He's a mutt. <laughs> you got rid of a mutt. No big deal. So how long did you guys date before you got married? Um. So he proposed after eight months, which was very fast, obviously. And then we were engaged for about two years before we got married. And then we were married for almost a year and a half when I found out about everything. So you we know were what? together for like five years. It wasn't like that's why. That's why. That's why. After five years, the same old piece gets to be boring, and guys gotta wander. You know, men are hunters. I mean, they all cheat. Like I told Jimmy, if I find out you cheat on me, I won't say a word of bad to you. I'll simply go out and cheat on you. <laughs> that's a gay See, thing. I, I, gay I, thing. I just wanted to get out of the situation, and I'm so much happier no, that it that, happened the way that it did because no. I would have been stuck in that for a long now, time. First of all, listen to me. First of all, wait, Gab, Gab, listen. Call her Gabriel. Gabrielle. No, I have nicknames for people I like, <laughs> and, I, and I like her, so she's my Gabby. Listen, <laughs> listen, you should have cheated on him and let him know. That would have got him really good, no matter what. And then left him. Okay, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, I. I'm so much better than that. I agree. I, I, I had no reason to do that. I just wanted to get the fuck out and like move on. No, I, I would have said this guy I was with last night, his dick was bigger. He was better than you. You fucking limp cock, nothing piece of shit. <laughs> and then I would have left him. So first of all, though, their own. Yeah. I have to say, though, like, like, although that was a terrible thing at the time, look how you've grown and, and your life has changed because of it. And now you, you, you went on the trip. You had two bad things. We saw you at the blind premiere. And, and Yeah, what would you think of the movie, Blind? I actually was – I had no idea what I was walking into. Um, and you never know with the horror films if they're going to be really great or really bad. Oh, and I was bad. really impressed. Yeah, it was yeah we were too. The majority stink. Now, I know Sarah. Sarah has always been the piece of ass in every movie, you know, naked, boobs, and whatever. And I said to Jimmy driving in, I don't think Sarah's going to carry this movie. Well, let me tell you, 20 minutes into the film, Sarah's a damn good actress. And she did a – fabulous job because she didn't do anything and it's very hard not to act when you're acting and i liked the storyline and i thought it could have been tighter i think they could have tightened it up a bit and definitely all of caroline williams outtakes should have been put back in the film i uh, wanted she, she was hysterical in it i yeah, loved she her was i wanted more of caroline but in i, the I was film. the reason i brought up the blind thing is because i was working the red carpet and you were with uh, we don't have to name him but you were with a Dunningly handsome, very tall, you know, built butch guy, and I was like, okay, well, yeah. I know what the book is about, and she got rid of that one, but definitely she's not like sitting around like crying. I mean, no. look at this guy; he's like no. a freaking supermodel. No, when, no, when I when I looked when I looked at him, I said, "A lucky bitch." <laughs> A lucky bitch, KB is. <laughs> I think one of you even said, "Is that the guy from the book?" And I was like, "Yeah, oh, I asked no. that if that was the guy from the book." And and uh, and she anyway, was like, "You no. look gorgeous that night, sophisticated, sim- simple, sophisticated, but yet stunning. Thank you didn't you. you didn't go looking like 
some, you know, some of them that were there. <laughs> really, these broads think because they show their pussies and nipples, they're going to get work in films. You know, girls, you yeah, only that's do. That's not my jam. <laughs> oh, we know it's not your jam. No, no, no. But he's all... talking about some of the others. Some of the oh, girls. You saw them. There was one there. She had on a silver lip. I don't know what it was, but it was a clit cover. There was nothing below that. <laughs> now. And, you know, she didn't wear panties. She had to keep swooshing the flies away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so hold on. We want to tell everybody. First of all, you guys, Eat, eat Pray, FML is what the book title says. Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life. You can, you, can you get it on your website? Uh, no, it's exclusively on Amazon. I mean, you can go to my website and it'll click. You can click to go and order it. But it's exclusively on Amazon in paperback and ebook. And so you guys, and Gabrielle is spelled G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. Can you buy it on the electric book? What is that called? Kindle. Kindle. Can you buy yeah. it on Kindle? Yeah. What, how much does it cost on Kindle? I think it's like $4.99. And if you're, oh, part, of like, if you're part of the... Yeah, and if you're part of the Nook, the Amazon's like Nook Club, I think it's free. But the paperback's my favorite. I've gotten a lot of messages that... People are reading along with it, and then they'll scroll back into my Instagram to try and, like, see what I'm talking about, about, like, the posts that I did. So I think that's fun. What is your Instagram? If you're Instagram? a snoop and a yenta, and you like to get into people's personal business, buy this book. Four <laughs> Wait, four ninety five is a Starbucks coffee. I mean, yeah. so... So go buy the book, do yourself a favor, and you'll get all the dirt you want to hear, you sleazy bastards. And you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your Instagram? What's that? Is your Instagram Gabrielle Stone? Yeah, my I'm on Gab, uh, all platforms at Gabrielle Stone, and the book is at Eat, Pray, FML. Okay, there you go. So we'll come back and talk about the book. Now we want to talk. So everybody, Gabrielle, besides being an author, she's an, an actor, a writer, a director. Um, you guys have seen – one thing I find very cool about your career as an actress um, is because you've done a lot of horror movies, but you haven't pigeoned yourself uh, into just horror, and you've done a lot of other kinds of really cool films, The Competition, Swell, The Jazz Funeral, and Old Man's Gold. You've got a whole bunch of great titles because you have a ton of things you've done, and you haven't been pigeonholed just as a horror actress, even though you're also in a lot of great horror movies. Um, is yeah. that a conscientious was that a conscientious decision on your part? Yeah, I mean, I think especially because my mom is like known as one of the horror queens um, that that um, originally I was very much pitched for for horror films. And I've done a lot of really great horror films, but I also turned down probably like one a month because the material's just not good. Um, so I really, if I'm going to do horror, it needs to be the right kind of horror. It needs to be a substantial, like unique script. Um, I don't like doing the slasher stuff as much. I ain't got the rack to do the, the, the topless running. Through good, the good, for you, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Good <laughs> um, but, for you. But I also really love, I, I love drama and I love doing comedy. Like I had so much fun with Chris Klein on the set of the competition. It was such a ball. Um, so I definitely, I love doing all genres. It's just dependent on the material and if it speaks to me. So you actually, uh, you mentioned. Wait, tell everyone who your mother is. Oh, that's what I was going to do. Okay. Oh, right. Uh, my, mother is <laughs> my mother is Dee Wallace, known from Cujo, The Howling, E.T., Halloween, all the other movies. The Frighteners, <laughs> The Hills Have Eyes, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Popcorn, 10, yeah. Bo Derrick's 10, uh, Critters. I wrote a whole bunch of them down. And your mom, by the way, is just like you. She's lovely and she's very, very nice. I mean, she's very nice very to her nice. fans and everybody. I've met her a bunch of times and she's just charming as could yeah, be. I, and when I met her, yeah. what did I think? I didn't think she was your mother. 
Pittsburgh? I well, I didn't know she was too young looking to be your mother. I didn't know exactly who she was. We were on the set. I think where were we on the set? I don't we know where we were. We were somewhere, and she and she told me, "No, I'm Gabrielle's mother." I said, "What?" Yeah. She's very young looking, your mother. You sure she's she your is. mother? She looks, she looks great. Um, but she had me when she was 40. She's she's, what? she's definitely old enough to be my mom. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Your mother had you when she was 40? Yeah, she looks good. So what is your mother, 110? <laughs> no. I mean, she can't, She looked 40 when I met her. Not He's either. 79, so. She would literally, she'd be like, bend over, I'll kiss it now. <laughs> no, but I'm not lying to you. I cannot That's believe. Right. I cannot. So your mother, 40, so I figure you're about 25. So 40, 50, 60. She's almost no, my baby, age. I'm 30. <laughs> so your mother's almost you. my age. She's in my, my league. I love yeah. it. So I'm wow. going to do some bragging to you guys. So Gabrielle's worked with a lot of cool people. And this is just something I like to do for the listeners if they're not familiar with you, uh, to, to brag about some of the cool people you've worked with, of which a ton of these people have actually been guests on the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Um, but she's worked with Antonio Sabato Jr., Corbin Burns, and i got to put glasses on, Michael Madsen, which we just actually met, uh, Meg Foster, Lisa Wilcox, Christy Carlson Romero, who I, Romano, who I actually love, um, Tatum O'Neill, Christos Andrews, we just saw him at a book signing for a book I did at Barnes & Noble. He's been on the show with Thora Birch, Chris Klein, who's awesome, Maureen McCormick, Quentin Aaron, who uh, we met at a party in Florida, Tony Todd, Adrian Barbeau, Kane Hodder, Barbara Crampton, all these people have been on the show, Vernon Wells, Sid Haig, Felissa Rose, Billy Zane, Misha Barton, who I love, James Morrison, Bobby Campos, who we met a long time ago, and Grant Kramer, who is... Um, uh, Killer Clowns, whose mom is your Terry, friend. Terry Moore, yes. who's my buddy. <laughs> So congratulations on what a stellar career, great movies. Um, do you have a yeah. preference? Do, do you like being in the horror movies? Because you, you, you have like kind of like a legacy there. Does yeah. that make it difficult? No, and hor horror fans are some of the most awesome Boy. group of fans that you can get. I, I love the doing oil. horror. Um, but it's just it's just dependent on, on the material. But like I love shooting zombie killers. I'm still friends with a lot of the people that I met on that set. Um, Speak No Evil was one of my first, like, bigger leading roles um, that Lionsgate did, and that was an insanely awesome experience. So it's always fun to go get bloody, you know. I love it. Yeah, All right, I, Alina, uh, I just did two horror films. I finished, um, what is it called? They was used to, it was Circus Road with Sadie Katz, but they changed the title to Clown, Clown Fear. Clown Fear. And the other one was a Churchill film called Big Freaking Rat. Uh, Big Freaking Rat. And oh, yeah. So it, I found, you know, I'm, I ha hadn't worked in 30 years. I did television and movies years ago. And when I went on the set, I couldn't believe how they get away with it. I mean, the cameras, the no, no mocks, no rehearsals, nothing. <laughs> I mean, you just stand there like a moron and they tell you what to do like a robot. I said, well, when do we act? They said, you know, I don't want to read lines. So sometimes I just find it not to be for me. So now I'm like you. I'm not doing slashers. I'm not. I'm, although I've been asked into a. Should couple. do a slasher if it's a good one and it's got no, a three million dollar budget. Want, no, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go into a movie that the only value is the, the looking at blood. No, I'm an actor. I'm not a, a butcher. But anyway, I feel that at my point in life, I don't give a shit. I don't have a career anymore. I'm a hundred. I'm doing it for the joy of it, and and I want to get in horror movies, but 
like Blind. I loved Blind. It's the best one I've seen out of all the junk I've seen. And I went to see some pips, and I think you were there too. <laughs> I mean, some real, some real winners. We're not mentioning that. No, the, I have to mention the one, the space movie. What was that crappy thing? Uh, I don't even know what it was oh called. Oh, my. Did you see that one? The, the space <laughs> no, movie? it was terrible. Anyway, oh hold my. on. I want to switch this around now. So Eileen has has written um, – she has a New York Times bestselling book. She wrote the Star Trek – what did you write? Star Trek Medical Reference Manual. Star Trek, And then she has another book called – Precious little devils that we're turn that we just did a script oh, for. We're going to turn it into a movie. Um, Thank we're you. Turn so, as an author and a to a, from a best-selling author to a best-selling author, ask her some questions. You're a journalist. You know what? Forget about being an author. I want to know if you're happy now. Are, are you seeing someone? Are you like stable? Because I, I want to know that first. Okay, so I'm very stable. I'm extremely happy. Um, this book was like therapy to me. So now to have it out into the world and to be getting the response that I've been getting from people and like the messages from people um, has been so fulfilling. And I'm so happy in my soul and in myself that I don't need other people. Um, but yeah, there's there's some special people in my life and we'll see where things go with that. I love All right, it. now. I don't like that answer. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't like that. It's like I answer. want all the dirt. He wants no, it. No, no, no. No, wait, wait, let her ask her next question. No, I want to ask you one question and she can have the floor. The That'll guy, never happen, the, the just guy, so you know. The guy that you're dating, do you tongue kiss him? <laughs> I, as opposed to, like, non-tonguing? Yeah, kisses? yeah. Like, what, what's the point of that? Well, non-tonguing. Does that answer your question? <laughs> well, no, non-tonguing is like, I like you, but not terrific. Tongue kissing oh, is like. No, no, I want, no. I, no one has time for that. <laughs> for what? For just lousy? For, for like, for just a peck on the cheek kiss. So the so that gorgeous hunk we were with, you were with. We can assume you is your boyfriend. I don't know about I. I don't. We don't do labels. But he's he's a special guy. So there we'll see. Go. That works. He, he is one cutie pie. Let me tell he you. He is gorgeous. I know. <laughs> and you're gorgeous. So you guys make like the perfect, like gorgeous uh, for wherever you guys are at in your relationship, a gorgeous couple. And if he, yeah. and if that guy were gay, I would dump Jimmy Starr in a second. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eileen, your turn. So here's my next question: the ex-husband and the yeah. ex-boyfriend. What do they think about your book? Do you know? Um, I haven't heard from my ex-husband yet. I hope I don't. Um. <laughs> He, look, I wish nothing bad on him nor his girlfriend. Um, I am very thankful for my marriage and everything it taught me, and I'm damn sure thankful that I'm not in it anymore. Um, and at this point, and even very closely after we split, I was so detached from it right away because I knew it was what was happening for a reason and how happy I was going to be on the other side of it. He's kind of just the character in my story now. Like, that's how I view him. Um, so, you know, Godspeed. I like that. I like that too. Um, Good for you. My, my ex-boyfriend, um, he's actually been very, very supportive about the whole book. Um, he, as well as his family signed a release for me to be able to include a lot of the stuff that I did. Um, he's been really supportive. Um, and I, I've been very thankful for that because I do care a lot about him and his family. And I don't know if I would have been able to really, like, put this out the way that I did um, without having their blessing. So he's been great. Now, did you ever find out why he went alone? 
what he had yeah, to go so alone. The, yeah, the backstory on him, and this is all in the book, obviously, but um, his um, one of his family members died a year and a half before he and I met. And when he fell in love with me, I think a lot of that grief that he had pushed down kind of opened up and smacked him in the face. And he went through a really, really difficult emotional time during that. I mean, it wasn't like he was just like, bye, bitch, I'm going by myself. I mean, this conversation happened with him with tears streaming down his face. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, I just feel like I have to go by myself. It was all very, it was, I had a lot of compassion for what he's dealt with because I've dealt with a lot of grief in my life. I just happened to get caught in the fucking crossfire of it all. And the timing was awful. <laughs> but um, there was, it, there was a lot of depth to it that I talk about in the book. Let so me I, ask you a Oh, go ahead. I want to know if she, like, maybe she should give him another chance. I mean, oh, if he was going through something. You no, we never, no, no. Book. You have to read, read the, the book, book first. No, 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 no. I don't believe in that. I know friends of mine that broke up and then a year later they went back. It was a disaster because in that year everyone grew up and changed. And now you go back thinking you're going to find the schmuck that you had before and, and he turns out to be a, a, a mean. No, 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 no. So did you wait, so wait. You're Italian, right, Gabriella? No, I'm, no. I thought you were Italian. Gabriel no. Stone? French. Well, my name is Ron Russell. Where the fuck is that in Italy? <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Oh. No, I'm French, Dutch, Irish, German. Oh, okay. My children are Dutch and Italian. <laughs> but anyway, now I'm losing my mind and point. <laughs> okay, so I'll go on then. No, you're boring. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, what was I saying to her? I forgot. Um, you said you're Italian, right? And she said no, and it blew your whole chain of train of thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like a less. Not really, not really, not really. Uh, I got it. Was I want to know? Did you self-publish this, or is it out with a publisher? I did. So we we shopped it around to some publishers, and the bigger ones that I liked that were interested wanted to refine a lot and change a lot of it, and it just didn't feel authentic for what I was trying to get out into the world. I also am a control freak and like was like, no, I want to do the cover. I want to do the promos. I want to make sure I know how. And you don't get to do that when you're it, with a publisher. Right. So I decided. And time-wise, it would have been an additional like two years if I would have gone with a publisher. And my soul was like, fuck that. This needs to be out into the world. Um, so, yeah, I self-published. I so think it's phenomenal it that you did because I went on Amazon and looked and I think you had like you have like 38 five-star reviews for a book that hasn't been out very long that was self-published. Yeah. I mean I see books that are with big publishers that have five reviews on them. Like, so the fact that you know, you've really created uh, a lot of hype around the book. I mean I know you're doing a lot of interviews and everything, but I think that, that everything that you've done and doing it on your own is, is very uh, – Do you talk about your mother a lot? Um, I talk about her a bit. I mean, the beginning of the book definitely sets up, you know, I talk about my dad's death and um, things that kind of happened early on in my life that will clue people in and help them understand how I react to things in the future. Um, but the majority of the book goes from me finding out about the cheating all the way to the end of my Europe trip. So it's and which is literally, by the way, happened within the span of like three months. So I found out about the divorce or I found out about the cheating handed him the papers, met the next guy, fell in love, and took the Europe trip within those three months. Like, it was all compacted into that. Uh, how, how, how many pages is your book? 
I have it right here. Let oh, me show everybody. Oh, how yes. convenient. We show want everybody. Show too, us so they the can cover. See. Show us the cover, Gabriel. The cover's app. That's awesome. I like Eat, Vanna White. Vanna White for you. Yes, yes. definitely. <laughs> um, it is, we should know this, 280. And it's, it's a, a quick read. It's I a get quick messages. read, folks. It's yeah, I get messages read. all the time that's like, thanks, you fucked up my weekend. Like, I canceled all my shit and read it in two days. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. That, so now, I, how did you great. come up? How, how did you come up with the title, uh, The Eat, Pray Part? Because, you know, that's like a Julia Roberts movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. Well, so well that's, that's actually a book. Yeah, it's it's a satirical play on the, the infamous Eat, Pray, Love, obviously. But when um, my ex-boyfriend, who dumped me before the trip, when he dropped me off at my house after we had this big conversation, he was like, you know, how are you feeling, Gabs? And I was like, like, I'm about to go on a journey of Eat, Pray, Fuck My Life. And there's the title. And there's the <laughs> title. Oh, my God, I love it. Yeah. Now, was this guy cute? <laughs> I mean, look who you're asking. Yeah, he was dreamy and hot oh, and from one, a one to like, ten. One to ten. Give me a score. One to ten. Like a nine point five. Wow. I can't imagine though, anybody that you're going out with anybody who isn't like gorgeous and intelligent, because like I mean, gorgeous and intelligent hang out. You know together. what? You know what, Jimmy? You know what, Jimmy? Wrong. We know three ac horror actresses, and you know them too. And their boyfriends are ugly son of a bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. You know who I'm talking about? No, we're not, no you're not going to mention I'm not going to mention their names, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> the girls oh are the hottest pieces of ass in the world. They're beautiful girls with bodies of death, and the boyfriends look like they're in costume for a zombie movie. <laughs> oh but, you know, a lot of the times it's about a lot more than that and what's on the Personality. Inside. Personality. Yeah. The deadly part about my ex was that it was both. Like, he was hot and Latin and could dance and was an actor and was also, like, a really genuinely great dude. So it was I was fucked from the beginning of that situation. You see, if you ask Eileen what's important in a man, she'll say dick size. <laughs> no, I would disagree. No, she's a no, size, queen. size queen. But... She's a size queen. <laughs> Every guy that Eileen dates, we get the, he's 20, oh, whatever his age is, he's this, he's that, he's a lawyer, da, 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 and he's got eight inches. I mean, oh, it's no, it's more, like oh he's got eight, it's more like he's got eight inches and he's a lawyer and whatever it is he is. <laughs> she likes rock stars, so she's, she's like a, all she, about the rock stars. Do you stars. love her hair? I did her hair all in rubber bands. <laughs> now, who else oh, would wear a hairdo like That's that? That's actually true. <laughs> she's... <laughs> She's like a crazy broad. We love her. She's my dearest, dearest, and most wonderful. She's friend. visiting us from New York. That's why she's here because we yeah, have a PR it. company. She and, covers and, New York, and, and I have and California. And Eileen is somebody. She's not a threat to any woman. Women love her because she's just not a threat, and she likes women, and that's so important in her business because you. you I like everybody. No, women, but no, men, you know what? Luella, Luella Parsons was a bitch. Luella Parsons hated women. You know who Luella Parsons was. Nobody knows who will love She's the gossip lady, She was right? very famous in the 40s because Jane Russell told me stories. We have like one minute, so you got uh, Jane up. Russell told me <laughs> stories about Luella Parsons. And Luella Parsons had a certain hate for Jane Russell like you can't believe. And I said to Jane Russell, why does she hate you so? No, I'm sorry. It was Hedda Hopper, not Luella Parsons. It was Hedda <laughs> Hopper. <laughs> sorry. And, wait. And I said, and I said, why did she hate you so much? And Jane Russell said, because I wore prettier hats. 
<laughs> so anyway. I said, I don't think that's the reason. You guys, today. anyway, we've got one minute. So everybody, this is Gabrielle Stone. Follow her book on Twitter. It's at EatPrayFML. The website for the book is EatPrayFML.com. You can get the book on Amazon. Go to Amazon.com. Spell her name correctly. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-S-T-O-N-E. And then it's EatPrayFML. You can follow her on Twitter at Gabrielle Stone. Um, her Instagram is at Gabrielle Stone. And her Facebook is at Gabrielle Stone Actress. There we go. Are you going to the the red carpet next week? What movie are we going? Xenophobia. Xenophobia. No, I I go out of town on Friday, so I'm I'm gone for like a week and a half. And, and do you have a? We have like a half a minute. Do you have any book signings coming up? You want to like plug? I don't. Um, we just did like a big um release for it, but I I don't have any official signing set yet. But if people are interested in getting a signed copy, they can message me online, and I'll figure out a way to to accommodate that. Perfect. You got to love it. All right. So we wish you all the luck with it. All yes. the luck in your film career. Thank yes. you so much for coming on. You're gorgeous. We hope everything is turks out wonderful for you. Yeah. Uh, and I hope and I hope the book sells a millions of copies. And I'll hug Thank and you. I'll hug you the next time I see you. I'll give you a big hug. Thank okay. you for coming love on. You guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was Gabrielle Stone and Michael Hansen. We had a great show. We want to thank Eileen Shapiro for joining us as a co-host today. Thank you. And we want to thank thanking her for bringing her sisters with her. And we want to thank Danielle and Scotty J. And we'll see you guys next week. Chat room, everybody. We're leaving. Everybody have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thinking, what are we gonna be with?